Hello and welcome to The Yarn, a podcast from the Australian wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. And today we head to South America and have a bit of a women's focus on the program today. And we'll be hearing from two amazing women, one from Argentina and one from New Zealand. Uh, I was joined by Helen Heddle, who is a legend in the merino industry in New Zealand, a leader in that industry and uh, runs a sizable operation herself. We sat down with Dr. Maria Gonzalo, who is a young woman with three very young children. She's a vet and has a lot to do with the family property Rio Pico, which is in the foothills of the Andes in Argentina. And we sat down with Maria and asked her a little bit about her farming operation. We are running a farm that is 7,000 hectares. At the moment, my parents, both of my parents are on the headed, Julian and Stella. And we also, I have also two brothers. The older one is a vet, same as me, and the other one is an agronomist. We all work for some other farms as well, but we always say that our priority is the farm. So once the, the work that has to be done on the farm is done, then we can we, we, we go to, to work to other farms. And we have, uh, we call five uh, boats system, which means that every time that we have a very good decision to make, we just vote. We are five of them, so it's a good number, just to the majority. And the wonderful thing is that you can exercise your profession, and so can your brothers, and, and subcontract out, and still manage the book work as well. Yeah, we are lucky, in fact, because we are whole family working together. So because of that, we are the only farm in down south in Patagonia that we went to 20 shows. That is a lot. We 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 far we travel to up to 1,300 kilometers up north and same distance to the south only with one track. Um, we can do that because the rest of the family are working on the farm at the same time. So, so that's your commitment to promotion of, of not only your own studs, but also of farming in Patagonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, we are lucky in that aspect, we believe. Yeah. I think people that have not been to Patagonia would not realise the vastness and the harsh mm. climate. Tell us a bit about the annual rainfall and the snowfall on your property. I will tell you about my property because as, as you, 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 you could see all during the, all these days is very, very, the, depends of the area. When people tell Patagonia, they think that it's a, a region, but it's a, so, so big that depends uh, which area you are talking about. And where we have the farm, we have the farm in the foothills of the Andes with the average rainfall. It splits between 450 and 600 millimeters. This split is due because half of the, the half of the farm is um, the summer part, and the other half is winter fields. So the summer, summer and the winter grazing. But how do you graze in the snow when when there's snow? This, you know, this deep. Yeah. And, and the Australians, I'm sure, will be very pleased to hear about this because in New Zealand we snow rake. So tell us how you cope with sheep. Okay, well, we, we do like 
small things, but we consider it very important. One of that example is to put some cattle in the, in the same paddocks as sheep, so the cattle can walk and discover in the, the snow the same time the sheep follow the cattle. The main difference that I found with the Australia and New Zealand uh, breeders probably is not a genetic, it's not a healthy problem, it's the government problem. We don't receive help from the government at all, and that's the main difference. And the other um, major problem, you have a predators. Tell us about those, because yeah, some you share with Australia and some are peculiar to here. Yeah, sure. Uh, our main problem, apart of that with the, the, the winter thing that I, I was talking about, there are the predators. We have uh, red foxes and pumas, and we assume a loss of almost 20% per year. We know that they are, that is the loss that we, we are going to have, and we know that. We are very worried. Uh, we try to, to, to use uh, all the tools that we have. We use collars around the necks of the lamp with poison inside, different tools. But it's very, very difficult to control them because the problem in this area is that most of the owners of the farm lives in, in Buenos Aires or in other city. So they, they run the farm by the management and it's never the same. That one thing that I really admire from Australian New Zealand people that all, all the family of the owners live on the farm and that makes a huge difference. And another uh, thing that you share with Australia and New Zealand too, I've noticed Kelpie dogs and Collie dogs and that you're using both horses and motorbikes. Yeah, that's right. In management. That's right, yeah, yeah. We use uh, everything from Australia. In fact, in Argentina, we, we look how it works in Australia and New Zealand, and it's, it is going, if it's good, we use it. <laughs> <laughs> and please, we're a good trial testing ground. Well, it, it, to, to put a feather in New Zealand's cap, they're very good at marketing, and obviously uh, Patagonia ha has an incredible reputation as a, a destination for outdoor activities. Um, how, do, how do, do you market your wool clip? Do you have a, a brand? Do you sell into particular um, companies or to processes or do you put it to a broker? How do you market your wool clip? Well, you know, as a young generation that I consider, I'm not so young, but I consider myself young, uh, we have different goals and that's one, that one that you mentioned is one of that because we are doing nothing at the moment. I mean, only few uh, comparing with the... When I saw, for example, Marius, when Australian people was telling me about the, well, the place that you work and everything that you have done, well, it's, if someone thinks, well, we have plenty of work to do here. We, we really hard work on farms. With everything that, that I told you about the winter time, but once the shillings come and we obtain the, the fleece, we shall put into the bales and shall overseas, and we don't know anything. I mean, we shall get get the the, the the money from it, and that's it. That's where our relation with the bull ends. What, what do you think, Helen? It's a pretty well, massive I, I opportunity think, there. Yeah. And I think that the way you're you're fostering academic education, that you will be able to take this next step in this next generation and, and go to vertical marketing. Um, I saw it happen in New Zealand and it, it took time, it took passion, 
It took a lot of input from stud breeders and then the, the levies to pay for professionals to take it through. And, and it continues like that with a professional board. You know, already you've got your Wanako and you've got your alpacas and, and your other fibres that are around the world and you're well known in South America for those fibres. And uh, as a, a wool crafter, a spinner and a weaver and a felter, I can see that you've got gorgeous fleece, wonderful wool. And, and I think that this will happen. And once those children grow up a bit, steer them in the business and economics direction and, uh, and you'll be away and there'll be time for you to be on the board of, and taking through your vertical marketing. Yes. Are you interested to see the wool go through to further use? Yeah, sure, sure. And, and it's very nice to, to hear your point of view. That, that, that's made us to be more enthusiastic. Uh, we, we know that we, we, there is a brand that is Patagonia, that is, yes, o- which is all great. over the world knows what it is. We are very lucky because healthy problems, you know, we, we, we are foot and mouth disease, we don't have shunties, we don't have fluid, uh, fluid to- uh, blue tongue, mm-hmm. uh, we, we don't have flies. Uh, our old quality, I think that with all the, the merinos, uh, Top start imported rams in the last 10 years in a massive scale. So you can notice that when you go to visit them. So because of that, we know the quality of the wool is, is okay, it's good enough. So I think that it matters just to work, to, to get the, the people to, to work on it and to get the organization to, to work on it. I was just going to ask one more question about the future, what, uh, what your future goals are and possibly working with downstream um, is perhaps part of that. But what else would, are you dreaming about for um, your farm and your family? Just to produce, but um, probably knowing a little bit more about the end of the, how do you say, the end of the... Process. The value the chain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for example, the photos that I saw you from Warren, was my, I mean, in Australia, look, uh, in Australia you have shoes, made with wool. Yes, all boots. Clothes, made with wool. Mm-hmm. We don't have that anything like, like that here. So for me, I, as, a, as a sheep producer, what's fantastic, uh, I, 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 my dream is to see uh, my kids wearing that product. So that's Maria Gonzalo from Argentina. Now, Maria was uh, instrumental in making the, uh, the tour of Argentina uh, a success. She is very passionate, and uh, let's hope we see her in Australia one day. And I also uh, would really like to thank Helen Heddle from New Zealand for helping conduct that interview. Um, Helen is a legend in the New Zealand merino industry. Thank you, Helen. So that's it for this edition of The Yarn. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any feedback or if there's something you'd like like us to follow up, please email theyarn at wool.com and we'll see what we can do. But for now, from me, Murray's coming. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and look forward to catching you next time.